Cam Hayward's 32 years old. Cam Hayward is playing fewer defensive snaps than ever. Cam Hayward is a beast. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dayan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Steelers. Comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into hockey and or baseball, I also offer up Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates where you found this. Cam Hayward, in addition to everything I just listed, is so very grossly underappreciated by this fan base, by all of us, by myself, maybe, possibly, even internally. This is a football player who, if I can start out with the most hyperbolic statement I can make, could be on a course for Canton. That's how solid and at times star-studded his career's been. And when you see 97 performing the way he did in Orchard Park this past Sunday with 12 total quarterback pressures on Josh Allen, he was out there 34 times when Allen dropped back to pass and executed 12 pressures. That is, my friends, that is eating your opponent alive. That's that's the kind of thing that, you know, they write songs about football players who do things like that. Pro Football Focus, which I know all of us can either do with or do without. The fact of the matter is they do grading. Not everybody does grading that's available in a public setting. Sometimes we'll agree. Sometimes we'll laugh at them, whatever. But Pro Football Focus ranked Cam's performance against the Bills as the number one performance by any player at any position in any game in week one. Process that for a second. No matter what you think of them uh, offering an opinion on this or that, think about what it took for an interior defensive lineman to be recognized through a film study and data as the very best player in the National Football League for a single week. And at age 32 and playing fewer snaps than he usually does. This is a special, special player, a special individual. And there are times where I wonder, and again, I'm not exempting myself from this, if we maybe don't appreciate Cam, the person, even more than we do Cam the player. This portion of Daily Shot of Steelers is always brought to you by Point Park University. Choose from nearly 100 career-focused programs leading to bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees. Choose when and how you'd prefer to do your studies. 
whether it's at Point Park's gorgeous downtown Pittsburgh campus, whether it's online, maybe a flexible hybrid format is for you. Learn more about all of this at pointpark.edu. I'm going to offer a specific case in point that might actually be emblematic of Cam's time in Pittsburgh. He's the one who blew through the middle of the Buffalo line to force Josh Allen out of his pocket to Allen's left way sooner than he wanted to go anywhere. As a result, T.J. Watt beats his guy over on the far edge, and because he's T.J., he can pursue like a wild animal and hunt down Allen from behind, swat the football out, and then Cam's the guy who pounces on it. This is a really, really large man, you know? And he's creating the play from the interior. Then after his all-universe edge rusher teammate gets the big splash, Cam's the one who bounces on the ball. And afterward, again, if we're all being honest with ourselves, we're all thinking and talking about TJ. And the cameras, both TV and still, are all focused on TJ doing the big kick. And we're all saying, oh, TJ's the greatest. He's, he's awesome. He just signed his contract. He didn't even have a preseason, and he did all this. And But it's Cam who started it and finished it. And if you asked probably... Nine out of ten Steelers fans who watched that game would only be able to identify that play within the context of TJ's contributions to it. I don't mean to stack one player against another. I'm trying to make a point here that we don't appreciate. We don't sufficiently appreciate this player. He's out there without Stefan Tuitt, I should remind. Maybe the Bills didn't respect him enough to not double-team him, to say, hey, you know what, there's two down linemen here, which is what it was most of the time. It was Cam and Tyson Alulu, or Cam and uh, Chris Wormley. Sometimes Carlos Davis was out there, sometimes Isaiah Bugs. And as I mentioned, Cam did rotate a lot more than usual. That's the result of Cam going to Mike Tomlin, and saying, hey, I think I'll be more effective if I take fewer snaps. Now, if you do that, you got to live up to it. You better be in monster energy form on every one of the snaps that you're out there for. And then there he went. There he went. Tomlin had a great line yesterday at his press conference when asked about Cam's showing. You know, we're all motivated in different ways, man. Cam is one of those guys that, that's, you know, always looking for for reasons to rise up in the face of something. And you and you throw his age in his face, and, and even though he knows what you're doing, uh, he has to respond. That's the competitor that that man is. And so please keep talking about it. Um, 
we fully expect him to continue to do what it is that he's doing and has done for us, which is not only make quality plays, but be a quality leader. They love him. They. I don't mean to underplay that component at all when I said maybe he's not even appreciated. He, he is. They recognize. They do the film study after every game. Uh, as TJ himself said when he walked out of the room when we were up in Orchard Park the other day, uh, this is going to be a fun set of film to watch. And this is part of that. This is the kind of thing that when it happens, the whole classroom of players, positional players who are watching that film will burst into applause because they'll see something like what Cam did. But there was so, so much of it. And look, there's going to be times over the course of this season and this is the one kind of red flag that I'll throw into this where you're going to want, I'm going to want, and infinitely more important than that, Keith Butler and Mike Tomlin are going to want Cam to be on the field more. There's going to be a certain opponent that's coming at them a certain way, and they're going to say, listen, Cam, you got to be out there, okay? <laughs> we can't have Isaiah Bugs doing this against, I don't know, Cleveland or Baltimore, one of the more important games that they'll play. But there's got to be a general understanding among everyone that if this is what you can get out of Cam at age 32 by managing his snaps, man, stick with it. Stick with it. When we come back, just one question. time for just one question that's brought to you always on this program by the personal injury law firm of luxembourg garbett kelly and george lgkg they represent people who are hurt in car accidents who need assistance with workers comp who filed medical malpractice claims the attorneys at lgkg take pride in doing what they say they're going to do it's important to them that when they make you a promise they keep that promise they've been keeping promises in our region for over 80 years years. Learn more at lgkg.com or by calling 888-842-5454. Today's J1Q comes from Jeremy who asks, DK, after listening to Mike Tomlin's press conference, one thing really stuck out to me. He was asked about rushing four on the pass rush and whether or not that would be an emphasis this year. And his immediate response was, that the Steelers did what they had to do to win last week, and they'll do what they need to do to win this week. If this defense is truly elite, could we be seeing a Bill Belichick type of take-away-the-opponent's-biggest-threat week-to-week strategy that dictates to other teams what they can do instead of the other way around? You know, Jeremy, the beautiful part of being able to succeed the way the Steelers did against the Bills without blitzing is exactly what you're describing because it makes them so much less predictable and so much more difficult to scheme for. Think about all the players they didn't get involved in any kind of gimmicky way. Think about the lack of, say, involving, 
uh, I don't know, the not to keep referencing Mike Hilton here, but the Steelers themselves did that through the whole offseason. Cam Sutton as a guy who was uh, being sent in to blitz or someone else. None of that occurred. Why? Because the Steelers were just able to play pure defense. They were able to, in the words of James Harrison, just beat the man across from them. And they did that against one of the best offensive teams in football. Now, put yourself in the shoes of John Gruden and his coaching staff with the Raiders and ask yourself, what are you doing? How do you prepare for this? How do you attack this? What do you do? Because normally when you'd be facing a Pittsburgh defense, certainly the one that we'd seen over the last three years, you'd have X amount of guys in to block. You'd be focusing on picking up blitzes because the Steelers were doing it almost half the time. And now they're getting all the rush that they need from Cam Hayward and everybody else up front. And they were able to say to Buffalo, hey, we recognize that you have 500 receivers here. It's not just Stefan Diggs. It's not just Cole Beasley. you got a bunch of guys. We're not going to let you have any of them. We're not. If your quarterback is going to drop back and look for an open receiver, he will find nothing. So the burden is on the front to make sure that Allen can't get anywhere. And the one or two times that Allen did escape the pocket and get some yardage, it was either very rare or very brought back by a penalty flag because the Bills were also holding because they couldn't handle the Steelers' front. That is a heck of a thing to introduce to your entire schedule of opponents in week one. I can't overstate the value of so many different things that occurred Sunday. But that one is right up there. Because the Steelers sent a signal, a flare, to everyone they're about to face that we'll beat you any which way we want to defensively. To answer your question as specifically as I can, Jeremy, yes, they can do something like take away an opponent's greatest strength. But here again, the beauty of what they did in this game was that they didn't double team or do something tricky or clever to shut down Stefan Diggs, who almost single-handedly beat them last December. They didn't do that. They just played good football against Diggs. They played good football against Beasley, who said afterward that it felt like every time he broke off the line of scrimmage, there were two guys waiting for him. Beasley said that to Buffalo reporters. And they did that maybe most importantly by getting that pressure on Allen and not allowing him to escape. And Allen, by the way, said afterward, that's one of the best football teams we'll play all year long. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. Let's do another one of these tomorrow. Mm-hmm.